Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matt Rodolfi, and with me, as always, is the man, the beast, the feast. I don't know. You're wearing your feast shirt, and I went with beast for some reason. Oh, Blake yeah. This sweet. is one of my favorite <clears throat> shirts. How you doing, buddy? Feast mode. I think it makes me think of Thanksgiving like every time you oh, wear yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You don't even wear it exclusively at Thanksgiving anymore. Well, and this is kind of family records relevant because thanksgiving yeah. is the family records super bowl that's pretty true i mean we've had a lot of records broken at thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. which means we're probably going to need to do a thanksgiving special i didn't even think about that you're probably right well and you know, know we're, we're gonna have do. to do a christmas special yeah no we definitely gotta i think the whole whole month of christmas should be like us talking <laughs> explaining the gift exchange and bringing people on maybe sharing their favorite Oh, yeah. Just keep it exclusively on the Christmas thing. Um, We've got a lot of fun family holiday traditions. Yeah. Our family, we used to be tight. Like, every, we'd be hanging out on the weekends and stuff a lot more. Like, yeah. the whole family. You and I still do. But well, I mean, now we're all adults now. We've got responsibilities. Yeah. Some of y'all have kids. And some some of our they don't even live in the state anymore. Yeah. So we don't really see everyone on, except for holidays now. And. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, if anyone's curious, just so you know, that sound in the background, if you're hearing that low hum, <laughs> is uh, the air conioner because it's apparently we're in the Mojave this, this oh, yeah. week. Isn't it still like 90 degrees? It's almost it's, 9 o'clock. It's broken at 90. It's almost 90. Or no, I think it might be at 90. Yeah, yeah. it's 9 p.m. We had like a 108, 109 degree day in freaking the Bay Area in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it's was nuts. rough. And I made the mistake on my lunch break of chowing down on empanadas and washing it down with beer and then walking back to work. Uh, <laughs> and then walking back to work. Yeah. We kind of did that. We went to Ale House for lunch and I, uh, I, I, almost, I almost got a burger. It's been so long uh, and the world is finally unmasking yeah. in California. Dude, that was, we, did, uh, we did lunch at Altamont. Really? Same yeah. thing? Like you could go in yeah. and oh, it was nice. It, it was so good. I mean, there's it, still it, like maybe... 50, 60% of people are still masked, but enough people are going without it. They just go, it, it, you can feel comfortable going, well, screw it. I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. We're not, they're not requiring anymore. I'm going to do it. And did you get any, you get any weird looks though? No, not, a, there was oh, not a single good. person in Altamont wearing a mask. I think the different places you go and the different people that frequent them seem to be an indicator at some, re, some way about it like i went to gamestop today and yeah. more and they all looked at me like i was nuts but it said <laughs> right on the sign i stopped and read it like if you are vaccinated you are no longer required to wear it. i was like okay cool and i walked in and i was like what's up you know i started like asking about doing a trade-in and they just all kind of very short with me and kind of staring at me and everyone oh. in there was masked i was like okay that's like i'm not <laughs> at the grocery store most people are still masked yeah you see a few people now walking around without them yeah we went to Walmart today, and and at, at we same thing. We saw it; everyone was masked, and we're like, "I guess we'll chance it." It says we're good, so we walked in. Um, and sure enough, though, like once we were in there, we started seeing, like I said, forty percent of the people there yeah. weren't wearing masks, and it made you feel a little better. It's amazing I, how quickly so many people break the habit. I think a lot of people like us were ready. Yeah, because like during the height of during the height of the pandemic, wearing a mask was just such a regular thing. Like I'd forget I have it on. Yeah. You get used to, I realize that going around without it on now that I'm like feeling awkward. Yeah. I feel a little oh, yeah, naked. People can see my whole face <laughs> as I react to them. I've grown so used to reacting with my eyes that like I, I have trouble reacting <laughs> with strangers. I've built in the muscle memory of reacting 
with my eyes so that it looks like I'm reacting. You know what I mean? Where normally I, I like smile and I just kind of like, you know, in my whole face. A whole generation of kids is screwed, huh? Oh, poor Ellis. <laughs> poor Ellis. Uh, anyways. Yeah, to, we just to cover real quick, jump in. yeah, we should jump in. But I just wanted to make that point. If you hear that hum in the background, that's the air conditioner. We're in a studio in the ranch, and it's it's too hot to go outside. If it, it was any, it is basically a literal sweat lodging. Yeah, we couldn't without I mean, the AC. I'm still sweating with <laughs> yeah. it going, but it's it's a lot cooler. Uh, anyways, let's drink some bourbon because yes. we want to talk about this episode. is a very special episode. It's the last one we were recording before our family fishing trip, and we were gonna get into that just a little bit before that let's drink our look what, what are we drinking this week old hell roaring double barreled straight bourbon whiskey it also says crooked water above that that is the distillery oh, i believe okay. that's yeah. a mouthful old hell roaring how appropriate for a 109 yeah, right. degree day <laughs> <laughs> i know everyone if we have any listeners there in arizona they're like hey screw you yeah out of nine that's <laughs> like nine. march weather yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, you I, didn't put on a jacket i got back from vegas a couple weeks ago it was like 110 or higher the whole week Ugh. and i'm here complaining about 108 well let's drink this yeah. before it gets all watery on us again because it's a hot one we don't want to risk it it does smell tasty it does smell tasty. Or, I'm sorry, as as we learned from tasting notes earlier today, it noses. It tasty. noses. Yeah, that's the word for it, right? They they are not smelling notes. They are nosing notes. Nose it. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Joe Gatto is a <laughs> bourbon guy. Nose it. Mouth it. <laughs> ear it. I don't know. What is, are we playing? Bop it now. <laughs> Let's try. Shoot it. it. Shall we try it? <laughs> Clink. Let's see. Well, we timed it right this time, so we did this one yeah. justice. No, oh. it's good. It's got like a kind of a cinnamony, yeah, thing to it. I like that cinnamon to give it a little bit of a cinnamon. There's something else in it too that's kind of reminiscent of just a tinge, reminiscent of a a tinge. You say, yeah, a tinge. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like fireball. Not, yeah, it's that, not, it doesn't taste like fireball. No, but no, it, but it, it is that like that cinnamony spice. Somehow in it. that like rye bite is on the back half. Yeah. It's very interesting. How do they affect where the rye hits you? I don't know. It's got to do have to be like the, the combination of corn and rye and like you got to mix it just right to like maybe just maybe it, the rye is just like the whole experience. If you don't do anything to your whiskey, <laughs> like that's why Jim Bean and stuff sucks because it's all just a hit. Yeah, maybe they're just they're trying to different things soften it in different ways. I yeah, it's not bad. Guess. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, whiskey is absolutely mind blowing. The way that like all these things that are the essentially the same spirit can have such different palates. And yeah, it reminds me of was it big red gum? A little bit. A little bit. I don't think it's that cinnamony. No, no, it's not as is. It doesn't have as much but spice. It, it, it as does all that. have that bite. It's just a. It's like it's like someone took a stick of that and dipped it in your whiskey real yeah. quick. I like. I almost feel like my breath is going to be a little fresher for drinking the yeah, whiskey. Stirred it around a little bit with like. A, Bet yeah. you nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't just like gargle whiskey after you brush your teeth in the morning. I mean, it would kill the germs. Is that a rich man thing? Do you think there's rich people who do that? Like, I'm not going to use mouthwash. Ugh. Well, there there <laughs> is like a segment of people that do use liquor. Instead of mouthwash. Really? That's what's the liquor to use? Mythbusters vodka. Huh? Makes sense. I mean, it's 
It's alcohol. Pretty much odorless. Yeah, yeah. And then if you accidentally drink a little bit, you can have a good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, what you should use is Everclear. Oh. Uh, strip all the skin off your tongue when, and did, gums did, did and shit while you're you, at it. When I lived here with Tatum, there was a, I think it was Everclear. She had like some hundred proof. I, I think it was, but it was like she. Just hundred proof? Uh, maybe it was. I don't know. It was I, insane. I've, I've seen it as high as I think 90% alcohol. Oh, wow. So 180 proof. It was an insane yeah, high alcohol it's level. Ridiculous. It, it was like, in fact, it was so much. We didn't drink it. We used it to start fires. Yeah. You can't even put it in a <laughs> cocktail, man. Like, yeah, like you've, you've got to really, really dilute the stuff like jungle juice is the one thing you could probably <laughs> do because like half a bottle of Everclear and then just a bunch of other shit. Yeah. yeah the, to like, dilute it. Some vodka is going to water it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, dude, we used to pour it onto the logs in the fire and light it. Oh, God. <laughs> when I was in college, I tried a shot of it. Really? Oh, God. Do you remember it that day? or Burn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't oh. think of that. It, like, like, have you ever taken a shot and had it go down the wrong pipe? Oh, yeah. And it burns from like the bottom of your lungs all the way out your nose? For a while. Yeah. The Everclear did not go down the wrong pipe, and it did that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it went down the right pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, then I right. then I had another shot and I mixed it with lemonade. Like, like okay. I tried just you know, just to dilute it. Couldn't taste the lemons. Oh. Just the yeah. aid? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that well, shit's rough. Not, I know people who drink it straight. I don't know how the hell they do it. Straight, yeah. Really, like people that drink moonshine and sh and stuff. Um, yeah. do you have any information? Did you already give it to me? I just missed it. Um, I do. I had it pulled up. So the old Hell Roaring Bourbon is created using a proprietary complex multi-hour toasting and smoking process, delivering a powerfully beautiful bourbon. Hmm. There's a lot of alliteration in that. I kind of like roasting it. and smoking process, huh? So what, is Mikey making whiskey now? <laughs> <laughs> He's roasted and smoked, that's for sure. That's <laughs> ah, pretty good. It's yeah. got like, um, I don't know, the more I drink, it's got like a, a roundness to it. That makes yeah. no sense, does it? But it does, right? It, okay. It, it's one of those things, if you drink whiskey, and like even, even if you're bad at drinking whiskey, like <laughs> me and Matt are, but if you had enough, you might get yeah, it. You, you, like, yeah, if you've had enough, you kind of know what we're talking about because you still you still recognize the different tastes. Yeah, it's just the way. Even it makes, if you're bad at identifying them, just in mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, it's got exquisite mouthfeel. Exquisite mouthfeel. The road to hell is paved with mouthfeel. The road oh, hell to hell roaring is paved with mouthfeel. Uh, I kind of thought it would be a little bit uh, less smooth, to be honest. Yeah. If you're going to call your whiskey the freaking old hell roaring, I kind of expect it to burn. Yeah. Uh, Although, so, I mean, it does. It has that cinnamony bite, yeah. which I guess is fitting. Yeah, I guess and that's it's, true. It's not particularly, like, sweet. Mm. That's true. It's kind of dry. Like, it's, it's got its spices, but not the traditional ones. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. I could I could drink this. I mean, it's... So the thing I pulled up, because I couldn't find the distillery's website like I normally do, mm -hmm. I just I pulled up a sale listing on some online whiskey retailer, oh. which is apparently a thing, which is kind of cool. That's nice. Um, 
but yeah, like a regular bottle is 60 something dollars. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, it's not by any means the most expensive bourbon I've ever seen, but, but this is definitely top shelf shit. Yeah, not cheap shit. Oh, that's fun. Or at least upper shelf shit. Maybe upper not top, shelf. but. <laughs> cool. Well, that was good. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I think we should jump into some stuff. We have our family fishing trip coming up. Yeah. Now, this has been a tradition for 10 years. I know we touched on it. Was well, it 10 this is, years now? This is kind of a spotty tradition because I, it was just you and your siblings, right? Uh, it was. I wasn't even a part of the first one or two. Yeah. It was just, it happened to be a, I think my sisters went up to visit my dad and Erica was out of town and because she was out of town. He was like, let's, this is going to sound, it wasn't because she was out of town. He was like, let's party. But I think it was because, no, that, that doesn't you know seem let's right. Just leave it at let's party. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but like, I remember Erica's out of town. So she missed out. I missed out. Uh, but my dad and my sister, my sisters had a hell of a time. They got some motorboats on the lake and like, for like a year, we were hearing all these stories about how badass it was, and like, oh yeah, and we were like, it's just the cabin and whatever. And then ever then, I think a year later, they started inviting everyone. You weren't. I think I've only been to one or two. Yeah, so far because I was Montana. in Montana, and it's. I was already making a different trip back every I, summer. And I think it was when just we when we first started it, you're right because the first one or two I wasn't even really part of it was loose. Then it was family, and then it was like another couple of years, and it was like. Well, Audrey and Blake need to be here yeah. too. You know, like it just kept growing. Uh, and then you were in Montana. So Audrey was coming and you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is why I kind of call it a spotty tradition because this, this has been our annual tradition for 10 years, or at least your guys is. Yeah. But the whole family getting together on fishing trips has been a tradition for a long, That's true. long time. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember way back to being a little kid. You know, we used summers to do when you guys time. would be in town, we'd even get we'd even get the Lunas involved. Yeah. We would have, yeah, go up and have a, a fam- family of beds at the cabin get together. And the thing it was, people it was, were sleeping on every couch yeah. in the recliner. It was on a the more floor. not regular, irregular, not just a yearly. Now I think because everyone's moved out and moved around yeah. and stuff, it's become a one shot. Because we'll still go up there and like get a boat with my dad here and there and take the kids out on the boat. Uh, but yeah, right. having everyone come up has become a yearly once a year kind of thing. Well, and I'm glad uh, it has because it's just, it's been so much harder to coordinate that yeah. now that we all have our own lives going on. Yeah, and- for sure. And, and it's, it's fun. I like when we started doing it before they moved into the cabin and I used to like take my friends up there and stuff. Like yeah. you learn a lot from these things. He's be like, well, shoot, we're going to, you know, like I got brought all my friends up, like, you know, fishing trip guys trip or whatever. And it's like, uh, what are we going to do? Well, we got the boat till like two, you know, like, oh, we're going to do like, don't worry, we're going to bring a barbecue and we're going to bring beer like <laughs> on the boat. Like, hell yeah, man, we're partying, you know? Like, yeah. Hey, go up there. Yeah, Last, you got a pontoon boat. Those things, yeah. are, you know, I mean, you might as well just be on a floating campsite. Heck yeah. And then and because <laughs> it's the kind of lake that doesn't have, it has like speed limits because they don't like too much wake. So, oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely not a water sport lake, which, yeah. Which means there's almost zero risk to just jumping off the boat when Which it gets too nice. hot. Yeah, you hop in the water. Uh, another place where we we all do pee in the water. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we talked Actually, about that. Yeah, that's Last, true. Like, two that's, weeks ago, I've we never had a problem that. peeing in Pinecrest. Yeah, yeah, just Pinecrest. <laughs> Everywhere else, reason, can't yeah. pee in the water. I was thinking about that afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, it, that was so weird in the pool on vacation, but. Do it in Pinecrest every year. It's like oh, I gotta pee. I'm gonna hop in the water. Go well, yeah, the there's, boat. There's like fish <laughs> and algae and stuff that are gonna yeah. clean that up yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, they, they there's go none of that yeah. in the pool in Mexico. 
There's just tourists. You don't know that. Filtration systems. <laughs> and Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, but let's be honest. Sam doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could get him on here and interview him. Like, we need you to bring all of your information. You need to make a presentation for us, Samuel. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's oh, all good. I, hey, now, now. It's a triple barrel bourbon. There you go. Because you just poured some four roses I did not in my glass. Need to do that. I just poured some four <laughs> roses while you still had a couple sips left of that. My bad. It's all good. Um, that's that's literally what any <laughs> blended bourbon is. Really? Yeah. Just it's, a couple they, together. They literally just pour more bourbon into it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so this fishing trip, we call it the fishing trip. The funny thing is, in the last like two or three years, I don't think we've caught a single fish. No, I mean we um, barely even make an effort to catch a fish. Yeah, that's not true. Well, we, we go out there and we have poles in the water. Well, yeah, we get out there early. We put the poles in the water. But the purpose of getting out on the boat on the lake is to just yeah, hang yeah, out and have fun. There is something about catching some fish. Oh yeah, there's for definitely sure. something that's fun about that. And 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 that was like I remember this wasn't like one of the fishing trips, but mm-hmm. I remember there was a cabin trip. It was me and my dad and you and your dad. All went up to the cabin together and you guys slept in me and my dad went to the lake and we caught like 10 fish just <laughs> in the span of like two hours wow that, and we came back and we were we, we, we took your picture <laughs> of you and cousin manny oh, with your yeah. like eight fish down because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had the new family record <laughs> that's right family records get broken on this trip regularly <laughs> you might hold the record now well the last time uh we had a good trip. Like when we first started doing it, and family started coming. Like Trent was out here, and um, Audrey was there on the boat. Whatever. Yep. It was like one of the first years, like while you were in Montana, where we started making it felt like, like what this it is now. Year, no. This last year, I was year. here this last year. No, th- we didn't catch anything last. Oh, year. Oh no, no. But I'm yeah. talking the last time we caught like eight or nine fish. That's fun. It's a whole different oh, yeah. trip when you're just like because eight or nine fish over the course of like four to six hours. You know, like. That's enough. Like you're yeah. getting some fish. It's fun. It's exciting. You're kind of looking. Yeah, you're catching just enough to keep you yeah. to keep you interested. When you're out there for six hours and you see the poles move a little bit, then you pull it in. Nothing's there. You know, like it's like it kind of. After a while, you just stop caring. Yeah, and, uh, and it's cool. Poles my are just my there dad the just kind of <laughs> watches the poles while everyone swims and drinks. <laughs> you know, like he just watches them. Well, you brush him off a little bit. Mike's sitting there drinking the whole time. No, 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 no. I don't mean to say <laughs> he's having not. a good time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, we actually this last year we broke a few family records or set a few family records because I don't know that they were pre-existing ones. Which ones? Well, like Trent and the uh, the grapes. Oh yeah, yeah. His grape yep. record. Yeah. Our uh, well, the your nephew, my little cousin Trent. Yeah. Broke uh, the record. What is it? 15, 16 grapes uh, in his mouth at one now. point. Let me see. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Um, well, and then the marshmallows. That was yeah. the other one, right? That was That is a tie between me and my sister, Audrey. Yeah, you guys tied it at the same time. Although I feel, like, I feel like I deserve the extra little... I, I deserve the extra bump because I was going two at a time. <laughs> it was 14 grapes for Trent, by the way. I just looked it up. 14? 14, not bad. Not bad. You think you could do no. better? I don't know that I could do better. I'll <laughs> bet you JR could do better. You think so? I think so. Think he can fit a lot of grapes in his mouth? Uh, it's a weird you know, thing I'll to assume about someone, but okay. I don't, I don't know. The guy's got a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a way to cheat. Like, if you would get some of like, the little grapes. Well, like, think- oh, look, 24, Trent. Eat that. Yeah, wine grapes. <laughs> yeah, wine grapes. <laughs> I was going to say the way to cheat is you chew tobacco because then it kind of gives you that little pocket in your lip. Uh, I mean, not, the, the not, question not, is like, not, not while you're doing it. Yeah. Just, 
over time chewing it's tobacco gives you that little start like, putting them in. I wonder if you can mush them. Like if you could take a single bite out of each one, you probably double the amount. Right? <laughs> just like mush it down, stuff yeah, it back. Well, grapes don't take that much effort to pop. Just pop a few of them. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is a fun trip, especially this last year. So the quick recap on the cabin. I'm sure people probably remember. We don't have that many listeners, but um, the cabin was built by our grandfather up in the Sierra Nevadas? Yeah, the Ptolemy, Ptolemy, Ptolemy County uh, up in the I don't, Sierras. I don't even know if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it because it's named after some Native American chief. Yeah. But we're white people. I don't yeah. know that we're saying it right. Well, I was saying it <laughs> wrong, and then we learned that it was Ptolemy, and so I'm going to go with that. That's um, just what I hear people call it. But yeah. I don't so, know if that's right. So Grandpa built this cabin in the 70s. We did talk about this a little bit more on a previous episode. Uh, built it way back then. Our grandfather being our grandfather, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was simple and living in the 1970s up until... Although well, he, he made the effort to make it look less simple. Uh, like he did the special... You know, he he did a very good job stuccoing it to where it yeah. looked like it was built with bricks. Yeah, yeah, but that's not... The, and that was the same for years. And that was because he was an expert plasterer. Yeah. He, like, that was some really... I didn't realize that until years later that that was stucco. It oh, looks I, like a brick house. It took house. me a long time. And he just, it's, he was that good with, he got to, he took the time. I didn't know if you knew this. He, I learned like, because it was a kind of stuccoing he knew how to do that he almost never got to do. That He, he liked was just doing. like, oh, I want to Yeah, he do was this. like, I'm just going to show off on my house. And he did, <laughs> and if you notice, he did it on both sides. Like, so the yeah. front sides, he got it with like the red colorants and stuff. But it looks like brick on the back. What? It looks like painted brick. Yeah, well, but it looks like, like center block. Yeah, yeah, but it's still stucco. <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous looking cabin, but yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know. And, and the guy had the painstaking attention to detail. Because, like, you ever see a brick building, you, you notice none of the bricks are the same color. Yeah. They're all different shades yeah, of red. Yeah. He had the attention to detail to do that with yeah. the stucco. He did a really, really good job. <laughs> Maybe we'll put the a picture The man was up. an artist. Now, family record for best <laughs> plasterer. Grandpa had the, he had the, the drive to create a place to go, like to take his family away, some affordable, owning up other property up in the mountains, take his family on, like, you know what I mean? Get away, simple vacations, whatever. He, um, he had these, gr- you know, these grand dreams about being a guy with waist high trousers <laughs> or belly button high trousers and yeah. walking around in nature. Sure. Right. Wasn't that the, uh, the fifth, the, yeah, like uh, the propaganda recruitment video. Recruitment video yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it is propaganda too, <laughs> but, <laughs> but grandpa's practical. The cabin yeah. was very practical. The toilets hadn't been changed in years. You know what I mean? Like everything well, we lived. Never, we didn't get internet there until your dad moved in. Well, until you, your mom was, puts them in there, but yeah, it was he, a bar. He, he canceled the bill, too. <laughs> At some point, he was like, no, no, I don't need internet. It's, it's weird. Up until like the world, we had internet on the ranch. Uh, and you still couldn't get internet on the freaking cabin. Couldn't make phone calls unless you, unless you used the landline. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, my dad's a different kind of dreamer. So when he took over the property, um, he remodeled like crazy. Yeah, uh, it doesn't even say. look like the same place yeah. inside. Now, to be fair, he did a really cool thing that I love is he preserved the feel of the old cabin yes. in the basement, which was just a basement before. Took all the old furniture, yeah. all the old wall hangings. Now the basement, he, he te- drywalled it, textured it, added electricity, like made it, and it feels... Like the old cabin, the old, yeah, you said the old couches, the old, uh, all the old DVDs and games oh, and all yeah. that stuff. 
uh, is down there. That old tube TV from the, what was it, like the was, 70s that was in the living room for the longest time? Down there? No, maybe not. I don't know. No, because there is. I, there's a tiny little flat screen in there now. Yeah, he's got a little flat screen. So that's the thing. It, it, a little bit. I nice. what happened to that, that one TV? Because it's like screen a fifty-year-old TV, and it still works. I have no idea. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's in storage somewhere. Um, You'd probably check on it in another fifty years. It still work. <laughs> I don't know what it was. He did not want to replace that TV until it broke, and it never I, broke. I remember that you guys had all the because uh, we used to keep, put all our old video game consoles up there yeah. too, right? And I remember that old TV you're talking about with the... And you right? had to set the contrast every time. But and- I remember <laughs> that your consoles were in that room on that TV. Somehow you and your, or your dad or whatever had rigged a way to connect like a PS2 to that thing. Because I remember <laughs> right, It was playing- like an adapter and then yeah, you plug an another adap- adapter yeah, into yeah. that adapter. <laughs> <laughs> like your adapter for your modern old TV went into the old one that connected to the modern version of the Sega one, which connected to the old <laughs> Nintendo one. Yeah, I remember that. Ugh. And I remember I'd go up there, like be on vacation and play like Destroy All Humans or something on an old <laughs> 70s boob tube. Uh, very fun. I mean, it's memories for sure. Oh yeah, uh, and there's still the some amount of, that. of Tetris family records that have been broken on that TV. <laughs> Except That's the that one none we get really competitive with. <laughs> uh, but my dad's a dreamer in a different way. Uh, oh, so yeah. he moved. Uh, so we preserved it downstairs, uh, and he moved the upstairs. Just renovated all the old toilet toilets are gone. Renovated the kitchen, new walls, new texture. Put a fan in the bathroom too, right? Uh, yeah. Also raised the ceilings. They used to have the old steps. Yeah, that that's 70s right. style was really popular with having ceilings that were dropped down. And uh, it'd be like, well, as tall as our studio ceiling. And my, uh, when they renovated, it was like, the ceilings go up higher. So we just took the drop down out. Like, <laughs> why not have a big room? There was uh, like a little crawl space yeah, up there, I think. They yeah. were just like, yeah, get rid of that. There's and nothing so, up there anyway. What's well, <laughs> the point? Yeah, no, it looks... That looks great. It really my, does. My absolute and favorite thing that your dad did, though, was the that? kitchen. You like that? It's a much oh. smarter design. Oh. It's it's the same amount of floor space, but like you get rid of those old kind of tacky hanging cabinets. And, yeah, I liked that. You know, and you but move the sink into a more convenient part. of yes, the kitchen. Now you're when you're when you're on the Put sink, in a dishwasher, you're, you're new countertops. Your, yeah. You don't have your back to everyone when you're doing dishes. Now you're at least kind yeah. of in the element, but they also have a dishwasher. <laughs> That's kind of uh, nice. Yeah. Um, but they also, the other thing, the thing I love most, I think, is the decks. He built so many decks. This house had, Grandpa built this beautiful big deck. Not all the cabins up there have big decks. And he built this beautiful high yeah, not deck. Not everybody can have a big deck. Yeah, not everyone has a big deck. Sometimes you make do with a little deck. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey it's <laughs> not the size of the deck that matters. <laughs> It's um, the memories that are made there. <laughs> <laughs> but our deck is bigger, and so we have more room for memories. Well, now it's a double stack deck. Because so the way the cabin is oh, laid yeah, we out. we got a lot more deck now. Yeah, the way it's laid out, it's on a like 45-degree slope. Uh, so you walk up to the top of the house, and there's a, basically a second story, essentially, down at the basement. But it's not connected. So it's this one-story house with a disconnected basement downstairs and a one-story, three-bedroom house upstairs. Now you go through it. Now there's a deck in the front when you walk up. Uh, he also ex- he expanded that small little walk-up deck and connected it to the back deck. So now the whole upper area you can walk around oh, all yeah. the way there's, on a deck. There's like another thousand square feet of deck yes. now. Yes, and there's an outdoor stair stairs now. You used to have to walk through yeah. the dirt that go down to the lower deck because now we built a lower deck for the bottom half <laughs> with like beautiful fencing and all that stuff so you can watch people playing bocce ball and... Yeah, I walk into the. the I really do love basement. what he's done with the like outside of the cabin. Yeah. Although 
your son's not a fan. Yeah, let's get a lot of splinters last. That's the also only thing. a family record. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things with the deck. He used that uh, all pressure treated wood, and I know why he did it because it looks to, nice. Yeah, he doesn't have to paint it and all that stuff, but it's just not a. It's not a kid friendly. It it's wasn't not a, a barefoot. Yeah, kid it wasn't friendly. a very kid friendly decision. Uh, it wasn't just Ellis. Lila got some splinters. I got a couple too. <laughs> yeah, know, like oh yeah, I'm sure we kids. all had them. Uh, for adults, <laughs> it's a little easier though. But for the kids, especially, well, because when you're slip. a kid, a splinter is existential. Well, and you and slip. when you've got like twelve of them in the sole of your foot, yeah. That's oh. what, or you fall and you get six in a hand. Yeah. And then I got to sit there and dig six splinters out. Well, and, and each made one, each one's days. a whole different crisis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was rough. Lila was a little younger. She was at that age where she handled it like a pro. Ellis was just out of that age. I think he's old enough now that he would probably handle it oh, okay. Yeah. There, there is that, that small window yeah, where like four years old was just You the understand wrong age. what's going on, but you don't understand how serious it is yeah, i guess you don't, you don't like the pain yeah you don't like the pain of it and it was me chelsea was on with the babies because it was in the middle of covid and we were a very small little grouping there that time and and, and um oh dude the lake is gonna be packed oh, dang good thing they got a boat when they did yeah oh no i don't know though we're going on a thursday that's true but but covid's over yeah, so people well. probably back to work <laughs> and not up there on Thursdays. I, I've noticed Are you kidding that me? people have been out and about all week. No, no it no, did no, not take right. long for Bay Area traffic to come back. That's true. But I, the thing is, I, I don't think people realize their COVID's for months, if not a year. It's like weekends don't exist anymore. Like you go through on the middle of a Tuesday driving downtown Livermore. It feels like a Friday evening. Yeah, it's like wow, people are just out because it's like I think <laughs> Not, I get it. If you're yeah. working from home or whatever, and say like, I get up an hour early, I mean, wife go to lunch at, at Ale House or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. Why not? Who's gonna stop me? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And restaurants were allowed to be open. You know, now the this funny time thing is, is no one was masked. We were able to sit there and wait for our table unmasked. Well, that's the funny thing. Everybody us. else has been going out downtown all the time because yeah. they're working from home. I'm working in the office now. And now's the time where I get to go out and go to Altamont <laughs> Brewing Company in. for lunch. Yeah, that's nice. On uh, the boss's dime, too. That was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that's my favorite quail tradition. And it came back this week. Today was the first day open. What's that tradition? Just every Friday lunches at Altamont. Oh, like the whole. Buy-in. Yeah, the whole. Uh, yeah, the whole company went out. Yeah, it's huh? a lot of people. It, we had to split it up into two groups. <laughs> <laughs> But we did. My dad went like he because I think they open at noon. So he left early and he like waited outside for them to open so he could get a good table. Huh. And then everybody just kind of trickled in and out. He opened a tab. It was a lot of fun. That's and cool. Food trucks parked outside. So, uh, from everything I've heard, it sounds like that's an awesome company to work for. Yeah. It sounds like your parents run an awesome, good, it, it, good it place is. to work. It's, I mean, you kind of have to create a good environment when your job is selling power cords. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, does I get old? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you find power cords interesting? <laughs> well, I would expect you to <laughs> if you're going to work for a power cord company. I find beer on Fridays interesting. <laughs> <laughs> if a power cord brings you a beer on a Friday, you're good. Huh? That's funny. Um. If a power cord brings you a beer on a Friday and there's nobody else at the brewery to witness it, did a power cord bring you a beer? You're getting a little meta for me. Yeah. I, I, 
I kind of lost myself you know, there. <laughs> I, I've had a thought about the fishing trip I want to share with you that we okay. never discussed yet because you and I are whiskey boys now. How are we going to drink whiskey on the boat? From the bottle? <laughs> Dude, COVID's over. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it just seems like I'm, I'm not bringing these, but I like a glass seems normal, no, but like no, drinking whiskey out of a solo the, cup seems lame. You throw the bottle in the ice chest and you pass it around. That sounds good. Just yeah. swig it. Dude, we, we talked just, about this in episode one. We did? With a bottle of Jack Daniels. You have to drink oh, it off the bottle. Just give it a, put it, throw it in there, put yeah. it, drink it out of the pole. Uh, that's yeah. not a bad idea. I was thinking we're going to have to get like flasks or put something. Put some hair on your chest. All the flasks sound badass too. But that also seems so skeevy when you're like in shorts and like fishing <laughs> and about to jump in the water, like pull out your flask. Uh, and, like what are you going to pour it into something <laughs> for ice? I, like I don't know. Like I, uh, I can't drink whiskey neat. Although... Unless if, I'm, if, unless if I'm just chilled and you're drinking it neat, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, I think your problem is drinking room temperature. Room whiskey. temperature, yeah, that's the thing. And then so, so yeah, if you keep it on ice, or if, it's not you a know, bad idea. If you've got a good flask and you jump in the lake, it'll keep it cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> I bet you we could find like I bet you the Pinecrest gift shop has Pinecrest flasks. <laughs> Maybe you know what we should do? We should try to find a distillery up there. Oh, that would be get fun. some uh, get some. California mountain whiskey. I was thinking we need to make a plan for going up there. My plan was one of the bottles I drink regularly for when we get there before. Like, so the other thing we're doing for listeners is we are going to bring our equipment up there and see. Yeah, we may. I know we said that already, but we're we're going to see. It's not a guarantee that you're going to get to come with us on the fishing trip. Yeah, but 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 it'd be nice to. And if we do bring it, I want to grab a couple of bottles that we haven't had before to try. Yeah, um, for sure. For this, well, we've we've talked about it. We've in order to get everybody who's going on the trip onto the podcast, we're gonna have to either do a really long bonus episode, or we're gonna like have to break three. it up into multiple bonus episodes. I don't think we'll get everyone on. I'm unless, sure we won't but unless we're having a good it, hangout. It was, already, night. it was already part of the plan yeah. that we were gonna bring several bottles yeah. of whiskey. The only thing I can think of is if, if we're hanging out one night and they're like, hey throw it on whatever and we just like bring some people on we chit chat and people start coming in and out if everyone's kind of part of the conversation and ducking in and out that might be kind of fun um but i don't want to really plan anything you know i just yeah. want to see how it goes right, exactly because the other thing is i'm bringing three kids well, up there for the first time finding time for this might be tricky well yeah and we don't want to disappoint jr by promising a bonus episode yeah. if we're not gonna have time because we we are we're gonna be hanging out we're gonna be seeing people we haven't seen in months yeah so we're gonna be longer i haven't seen Tatum yeah. since pre-covid oh no no, really? no that's not true that's not true that's not true she for her little baby shower we saw her didn't she come down another time or no no i went to oregon you went to oregon yeah yeah so we haven't seen much of her and i i i think this supposed husband hutch of hers is gonna be there really do yeah. you so, so how, how do you think she's going to pull that off? Well, I'm uh, curious to see if it's the same actor from the wedding. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think she got the same guy when we yeah. went and visited her in Oregon, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, you know, he wasn't in his tux and cowboy hat, mm. so I couldn't tell. Yeah, that's a clear indicator. I, you know, A I'd, good actor would make it difficult, though. So. A good actor would. And like Gary know. Oldman, who we are only one degree removed from. You're very proud of that. <laughs> I, I am very proud of that. Two degrees. Sean is only one degree removed. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you didn't ruin the recording, did you? I hope not. Why crickets? 
Oh, no, we're still recording. Cool. Okay, cool. That was weird. <laughs> a little pop-up on the screen. Um, I don't know much else to say about the fa- fishing trip. We can go back to it, I guess. Uh, is there anything else that's on your mind? Like, I I don't know. I, I'm excited. I've been looking I, forward I'm to it for weeks. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very, is Trent coming? Yes. Oh, Trent will be there. I love Trent. He's so much fun because it's, it's that same thing like me when, when we were kids – you know, you'd mess with me when you mm-hmm. were a kid. My dad would mess with you. And Trent's all, kind of the kid that I get to pick on. Yeah, and we all still <laughs> kind of mess with Audrey. Don't worry, but she's Trent, also, I love you. <laughs> Audrey's kind of getting to the point where she's getting older, and my kids aren't quite there yet. You can start messing with Ellis a little bit. I said something he, the other day, family the, record. He's still at that age where he takes everything a little seriously for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Trent, Trent's at the perfect age. He's what, <clears throat> ten now? Wasn't he ten last year? I, I don't, uh, he, he, but Trent's he, at that age where he'll yeah. he'll start to believe you, and then he knows like right away. He's like, Wait, he's like no. hitting adolescence, so uh, he's in that awkward stage yeah. now, and that's so that's the still, most fun when you haze a family member yeah, is you, when they're in that awkward age range. You can still get him to go for it. On one of my favorites. One of my favorite uh, little hazing things that we did in our family was, I remember you convinced your sister Sam that when she turned ten, she would become a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Danielle started that one, <laughs> but I jumped on immediately because oh, Danielle, sure <laughs> Danielle and I were a little bit of a tag team. Yeah, you guys were assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were not Sarah-level assholes. but <laughs> Yeah, we weren't that vindictive. We were just kind of like, Sarah can be... She not that this sounds like for Sarah, the record. Sarah held the favorite cousin belt for yeah. a while. I just Sarah so can we're be just we're friendly fierce. talking shit, but she's yeah. Sarah can be fierce. <laughs> yeah. That's the word for it. Uh, Danielle, I was. Yeah, Sam, I remember I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not true. And then she came to me, and I don't think I knew about it even before. Well, you guys were enough of an age difference that she wouldn't know. Danny, me and Sam. Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so she, I think Sam came to me. Is it true that you changed gender? You changed from a you know, girl to a boy when you turned, what, 13? Is that what it was? I thought it was like 10. 10. It might have been 10. It, it I don't think I puberty. knew. Puberty turns you I, into a... <laughs> I didn't know. And Danielle, like, but Danielle, I think, had told her that. And so, but because of our family, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. My name used to be Matilda. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. Do you, Dad and mom didn't tell you about this? Like, <laughs> like maybe you already changed. Do you think you might already change? Poor Sam. She was so young. Now she just kind of laughs like dismissively at us about <laughs> this kind of crap but yeah that was pretty fun i forgot about that one yeah that, that's one of my favorites because that, that was, was one funny. i was just at about the age where i caught on like how much ball busting we do in this family and it was like for once you guys were targeting her and not me <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me Ah, oh, i didn't even work today tired oh lucky you (laughs) that was this heat man i couldn't i work outside for a living well most days i couldn't we worked yesterday and we cut it off half a day i don't blame you yeah we're like no we can't do tomorrow at least it was just yesterday and today like it's supposed to start cooling down i can work once it gets into the 90s it's that like 108 is hot so we worked like yesterday we worked till like 11 or something like that and even then it was like 96 yeah, and so we we're like, all right, we, it was it was already in like, it was it was high seventies when I left for work at seven forty five. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, and on top of it, I had sort of an ex- existential crisis. Oh yeah, 
was listening to music and the song 1985 came on by Bowling for Soup. Is this the tweet you were going to talk about? Yeah. I did see this tweet. Yeah. And, yeah. Go ahead, I give it, give it so- to us. If the song came out today, it would be called 2002. That's so that crazy. That hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> what year did that come out? 2004. Four, okay. So in two years, it will be closer to 1985 than it is to the current year. Jesus. <laughs> well, you see the one where it's like, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher and this. It was like well, Finding Nemo came out as far back as Back to the Future came out when Finding Nemo yes. came out or whatever. Oh, dude. Uh, well, another, another one that got to me, I was actually, I was listening to Blink-182 on my way here. <laughs> Uh, and, and what's my age again? There's that line. Later on, on the drive home, I called her mom from a payphone. Jeez. And it's just one of the... It was, it was a casual drop, and a now there's a generation of kids that doesn't even know what the hell Mark Hoppus is talking about. I don't know about that. I mean, kind of, I, but I feel like... Uh. Well, I, I guess that all rests on the assumption that kids younger than us listen to blink 182 yeah <laughs> it's weird how like life does that though because that's kind of along the lines to me i think about uh like the fact that the save icon is a floppy disk yeah you know what i mean like there's kids that probably will never know what a floppy disk is but like you know the save icon it's just the, well, the way the world kind of there's well and there's things like have changed our language because of it yeah like you roll down a window you dial a phone yeah um the word you, I, I learned this actually from a TikTok. Um, same thing with, uh, we talked about, I think on the episode with Sean, why we Americans don't put use in yeah. our words yeah, yeah. as much as like Brits and Irish people do. Uh, it's because, or it's, it's the same thing. Like you see the signs, ye old barbershop or ye old tavern. Yeah. It's not pronounced ye. Yeah, there was it's, a different there, there letter. There was an actual letter in the alphabet at the time the, that made the th- sound. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. So that's why we say you and your and because they just they started printing thou as you. Oh, because it was. Uh, yeah. Whoa. So yeah. that's how the Y came to become a Y. It just kind of naturally shifted. Well, I, I don't know if the Y existed yeah. in the English language, but. It was the same thing. The printing press, it was cheaper to use the one character than the two. So they started using that character that looks like a Y. I got caught up in the other day thinking, just kind of lost in the fact that like in language, thinking about language. We were talking to my son because he's learning to read. And I was thinking about the word the that that you you mentioned. (laughs) The. the. (laughs) This Uh. one's too hard. (laughs) Oh, I used to know it off the top of my head. I uh, told you we know obscure <laughs> Dumb and Dumber <laughs> references. <laughs> International Society for the Preservation of... Ah! <laughs> I can't remember it. I can't remember it. Uh, I don't remember. I just know it ends with Swanson. Yeah. Man, I was way off. That's a whole different part of the movie, Was it bro. not? No, it's they're reading the newspaper. Yeah, that's Swanson the, is... Uh, that's, oh, yeah. That's yeah, when no, it right, comes right, right, out right, right, that their name isn't Samsonite. Samsonite. They got, that was, I'm thinking of the scene that connects Did start it. with an S, though. Did start with an S, though. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking about the... like cause, uh, Sometimes I think about other languages because I've always struggled with Spanish my whole life because like thinking in it versus just knowing some well, words. There's like 13 words for the in Spanish. Well, there's different variations, right? But it just got me thinking, because like, you listen to people and they talk, and they, if you don't know the language, but then you realize, like, the communication is not in the language necessarily. It's in the understanding. 
yeah. the preset of the language. So like, well, it's like how grandpa who was fluent in Italian could carry full conversations with people who were fluent in Spanish because there was enough common in the languages yeah. they could kind of reach that understanding. Sure. I'm not even talking about that though. I'm just talking about the sounds. Like the sound, you think oh, yeah. about it, like those, they just got to rattle it off in Spanish. And you're like, you're like, wow. They like, but they go back and forth. They're, they're having the same conversation you and I can, but what I, the, the, the is what caught me. Cause it's like, what is that sound? That's an English thing. Like how much you don't hear the in Spanish, the think about that. The sound It's just the, uh, the, uh, it's just noises. It's caveman grunts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that we've all agreed mean this thing. And then. I mean, I'm not everything built off of that, but it's just like every, all of it's just sounds. And we all just agree that these sounds mean these things and we can relay thoughts to each other off these sounds. I'm not high or anything. You kind I of blew my mind with that. I'm not high either, but you <laughs> blew my mind with that. Like, I know it's obvious. Right. The is a very unique English thing. Yeah, because you don't really have that in Spanish. Like, I'm trying to think. Well, like, and like, no, all the Latin languages, they don't really have the th sound. Well, they, they kind of they, like, they do they have like th stuff. In, in Spain, they have the, the th, the, yeah, like almost th like lisp built into their. But even accent. that, it's it's got a crispiness to it. Like yeah. I mean, you can still go like, you know, that is th is still a unique sound. That's, but it's all all of its caveman grunts. Yeah, you just rattle all these things. It's elaborate the, ass it's caveman the grunts. Realization <laughs> that our brains are able to process all of this stuff, and without we just automatically take these sounds and make them register as having meaning. It's so bizarre. It, you know? it really is. Have you seen like, the videos of the people like what English sounds like to non-English speakers? Is it just the adults talking from Charlie Brown? No, 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 no. It's, it's someone <laughs> like he's saying nonsense, but he's saying it in an English way. I, I don't know how to do it. I wish I could do it, but you look it up. Is it's, it just Jack Black riffing? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I wish I could kind of like think of it as like it's along the lines of like in Boskin and if I have one now because I tell what oh, it's Sims no, kind of but he's better than that. I can't <laughs> even look it's so hard to explain you gotta find it but it's like it, it makes sense I'm sure it's the same thing for everyone else like when you listen to another language it's like it's just it means nothing to you but those people can process it all in such a way how do people do French. it? How do it's people French do for me. multiple languages? That, like like French does it? What, what you're trying to describe, that's French to me, which is funny because I speak a little bit of Spanish and I can kind of understand Italian because of the little bit of Spanish that I speak. You spend but enough French time in California, is another you understand, you understand Latin the language. structure of Spanish. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, so be, and Spanish and Italian have that similar structure. French has the same root language, but it's so different. None of the rules yeah. apply that apply have, for the other two languages. Have you seen this bullshit? The Steve Martin heard the Steve Martin <laughs> bit about French. No, maybe, <laughs> probably. I don't know. So he has this whole bit about like being a white English speaking person or whatever in different countries. And he's like, Spanish, you can get by. Here's the thing. Like, this is why French is dumb because Spanish I can get by. Yeah, I don't speak it. But I can get in a car with a taxi cab or whatever. And I'm butchering this and 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 say, you know, donde es la casa de Pepe, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> and I can get to casa de Pepe. And when I get into a French in the cab and I go bonjour, you know, like whatever, <laughs> and they turn around to me and go. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's uh, another another comedian I like. John Caparulo has a really good bit about it because he said he uh, he talks about he went to Montreal. Okay, and he had a run in with some Frenchies. Would, would, it, would it be Quebecian? Quebecian thugs. Quebecian thugs. Yeah. And he he talks about it like, oh, you know, they look like thugs, that like thugs here. So fun, but they speak French, and yeah, it just it takes away part of town. It takes away all the intimidation <laughs> of it, like, <laughs> like oh shit, Why I'm gonna don't get you hand me your yeah. wallet. <laughs> oh shit, I'm gonna get robbed. Ha ha ha! No, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Ugh. I'm sure the people there, they're thuggy. It's almost like uh, that's kind of reminds me of like uh, like English, like England, English rap. And I find it fascinating. Oh, I, I kind of enjoy listening to some English rap here and there, but it's so dramatically different. And something yes. this is going to sound so wrong, but I don't mean it to be. But being an American growing up. And hearing Wu Tang and like oh, Dre, yeah. like, all these like legit like gangster rap. gangster rappers, and hearing these guys talk about how hard they are, but they talk with an English accent, you know, like dude, what's the? There was a guy that went like makes huge so a cuddly. few years ago. Uh, I, I can't remember his name, but he was like a huge British rapper a couple uh, years ago. Yeah, same Ali thing. Ali G. <laughs> if only. Uh, no, but he was. That was the thing. Is he had a very thick, like Cockney accent. Yeah. Uh, and it just it took away from it. It really does. I mean, like it, it's it's I, interesting, and I love that they have their I'm own style. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's whole, nice that they're not trying to just be Doctor Dre whole or Snoop different Dogg cultural or, phenomenon, right? But it's just like even the gangster ones. It's a different kind of gangster, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and it's not a bad thing. No, not thing. at all. Because like I like all music. It's you also see in this day and age, like there's this like second, third waves of rap in the U.S., which are which is people that grew uh, up in okay situations but can wrap their asses off you know what i mean and so it's like rap has become this like cultural phenomenon or this like uh global phenomenon out of this cultural phenomenon so naturally you're gonna have that I, kind I of mean, change yeah well it's just it's the same thing with literally every other genre of music you yeah. get the pioneers and then after the pioneers come the fucking pop stars yeah and then uh, they just kind of take it and necessarily well, not necessarily that. pop stars but like the corporate labels come and they overproduce it and uh, maybe I mean, like you got Kendrick Lamar came out of that. Well, you know, like, no, and he didn't come from a corporate label though. He was no, I like, know he didn't, but I'm saying he came in like the second, oh, third wave. Yeah, so like it's not. But I don't he think was it's necessarily like, true. Kendrick Lamar though was also not one of these middle class kids with a SoundCloud. Yeah, and a, and a lot of his stuff's about. Forgive me, wrong. It's been a long time since I listened, but a lot of it's about like growth and yeah, going through stuff and thinking about how it affects it's, you. It's got a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Especially like by today's hip hop standards. Yeah. I mean, it's no, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? No, no, <laughs> nothing, not as deep as that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if anything, Eminem's more recent stuff is what's deep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, that dude can rap. Oh, <laughs> you can move a mouth. <laughs> although, mouth although, although apparently he's problematic now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up seeing a bunch of stuff, stuff on TikTok about how he's problematic because, you know, his early album had a lot of, I don't know, homophobic stuff in it. The thing about rap, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of that. It's it's in your face. It's offensive by design. Yeah. 
it's not meant to be clean yeah. and squeaky and well, it's, polished. It's like anything in this the world that we live in. Like something starts edgy, and then as it becomes popular in third and second waves, like this. I mean, there is an element of the pop element to it, like you said. Like there's people that there was a time like early on with rap that a lot of people would not listen to it at all, and now you have people all over. Was it Lil yeah. Wayne says it all the time? He's like, why are you trying to tell me to get mad at people for? color of their skin or this or that or whatever like man these are my fans i got crowds thousands of people that love me from all walks of life and it's like well the famous michael jordan quote republicans buy shoes too yeah 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 Yeah, you know like that's it's it's a community who cares about any of that yeah um and i think that's i think we're on the cusp of something new rising up in the world oh we've got to be i don't know what it's gonna be i mean they tried to make dubstep happen I, Quit trying to make dubstep happen, <laughs> Gretchen. I don't know. It, everything's <laughs> uh, everything's woke. Everything's so woke. It's it's hard to like. Everything is kind of. It's so funny. Well, I, I remember when woke first started happening. Everyone was like, it was edgy and being aware and all this stuff. And now it's like this the cookie cutter. Well, you know so what I mean? here, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I, even though punk itself didn't come out until like the late '60s, mm-hmm. every new genre of punk, every music or not punk of rock mm-hmm. or music in general really was kind of the punk of its day. Elvis was punk yeah. by his day's standards, you know, the and then the, don't like the Beatles were punk by their yeah. day's standards. And, you know, gangster rap was yeah. Wu Tang, NWA, Snoop Dogg. They were punk. I don't know what it's for their be, generation. I'm, I'm curious. Cause like, I don't think, like going back to the political side, like Tim Pool always talks about, like we need conservatives making media, and it's like, I don't really uh, want conservatives yeah, making media. They're like, kind of bad at conservatives it. Conservatives <laughs> aren't that great at making media. Yeah, it's like we don't need that. Like, no offense, like he seems very talented, but I don't think Tom McDonald is the next thing that's going to like everyone hates, and then it becomes huge. It's not that because that's so on the nose. His rap and like all this stuff is so about the current times and attacking wokeness and this and that like it's not the next thing that rises up isn't going to be a direct attack it's going to be something that attacks broadly but is its own unique thing you know know what's been a trip speaking of like the evolution of popular music country has been hit or i guess not so much lately but country hit a pretty nice little resurgence there for a few years i'll have to take your word for that i don't listen to a lot of country I mean, every I th- time I, I think, hear it, it all seems like I think Old Town Road is what killed it. Um, but there, there was a period there where like people who used to make fun of me in high school for listening to country music, all of a sudden now listening to country music. That could be just general growth, though. That could be, you know, I mean, it's not like country's doing anything new. They've been sticking to the same formula for the last 70 that's, years. That's the thing. Chelsea likes a lot of the pop country stuff. And I just I can't. There's a lot of that I can't do. And I even like, I don't know. But there's, a, there's always a few diamonds in the rough. I just have trouble. Even people like really trying to get me to like, was it Zach Brown band or whatever it was? Like everyone's Zach like, oh, Brown was one of those like, and, and it's like, I, okay. They were the new Rascal Flats. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, just, I enjoy Zach Brown, but they, they absolutely are like just, Rascal Flats part two. It didn't. Yeah. Didn't. It wasn't unique enough for me. I, I like bluegrass. There's, the problem is it's not bluegrass a lot of is new. Fun. Like the, a lot who of knows, maybe that'll be the new maybe that'll be the new punk bluegrass bluegrass <laughs> resurgence. The thing is, there's not a lot of bluegrass that like is mainstream. A lot of good bluegrass you're gonna find is gonna be like a live quartet, 
And it's like, because bluegrass players are great at bluegrass, and a lot yeah. of bluegrass is playing old style. Now, guys like well, Steve but it's Martin. it's like Fish and Dave Matthews, where bluegrass has to be listened to live. Yeah. It's it's not the same when you're listening to I it. I don't know. I do love records. <laughs> I'll go through phases. You also, where I just you also to a love bunch. Dave Matthews' studio albums. That's true. <laughs> um, no, I. What was I going to say? The the thing with bluegrass is it's it's not a lot. Like Steve Martin has original bluegrass music, and it's it's just not. I don't know. It's all right. It's just nothing that gets me excited. Like sometimes well, the I old feel like there is classics. some element of it with Steve Martin of like. You expect him to be Steve Martin, but no, he's just playing bluegrass. Yeah. Well, and he's not even usually the singer. Yeah. Because he's just exactly. the banjo player. So, I mean, I he's mean, a great banjo player. It's, it's his passion and he yeah. found the time to pursue it. No, no. All, all love for him. If I, uh, He's come through Livermore a few yeah, times. Like that if was, I, I ever had an opportunity, I would see him like right before COVID. Yeah. If I ever had a opportunity, I would definitely do it because Steve Martin, I know it's not going to be funny. It's going to be him and his new life and all that stuff. But like. He's a hell of a banjo player, yeah, you know. Like, I'd love to deal. see it. But there is one kind of bluegrass band that I liked, which was um, the Dead South. You heard of them? No, but I feel like the the correct answer, if you say there's one bluegrass band you like, it should be your sister's husband's band. What's the name of their band? I don't know. Oh, Blake. <laughs> I'm not a big blue, bluegrass guy. Well, no, I, I, I have I, an excuse. I mean this in the sense of like a writing original music. That's it's like uh, Hutch and their they. Hutch well, has an well, incredible Hutch, quote unquote. Yeah, supposedly. Uh has an incredible voice. And I've heard his real to, name is David. Yeah. <laughs> the videos you see online of his band are like they're incredible. Absolutely. But I believe they're playing covers. Uh I believe I'm pretty sure they're playing covers. And that's the thing. Is like I'm just saying in reference to like new music. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, there's a whole culture behind the iconic you know, there's a ton of bluegrass, like you're playing the iconic pieces and all that stuff. It's like I grew up in marching band and stuff. I can in concert band. I can re- understand playing uh, composed pieces, but I do like new music stuff. And the Dead South, they're all right. There's like it's hit and miss is the problem with it, but they have some good stuff. I did just have a thought on the subject. What's like that? Media has gotten so much more niche over the last like 10 years or so. Uh-huh. Do you think there really is going to be a whole nother new genre or do you think it's going to be one of those things like there's going to be these niche creators who do their own thing and they have their small ish following um and then that's just everybody's going to find their camps of the music they like and build you know and have their own i think there's still have their own musical revolution there's still going to be things that change the trends like post malone Post Malone came up on the modern thing, which like that a lot of people liked and all the top hits or whatever, which is like kind of that mumble rap scene. But he's not the really grew a, up in a middle class home with both yeah. parents scene. But yeah, he's not <laughs> a mumble rapper necessarily. And I love Post oh, he's Malone. a very talented musician. Like it sucks album. that he's reduced to that. Well, but he's he's not anymore. No, but he was for a yeah. long time, and a lot of people wrote him off because of it. Well, but that also I wrote was, him off for a long but time. You wrote him off, but that's the thing is. That was what was popular. And people liked it, liked it. And then he got big enough to start exploring. Excuse me, with hiccups. To start exploring. And that's why I've liked every album that he's Which come out I with more and more. Which I guess is how the Beatles took Elvis and then started doing yeah. their stuff. Is they got good enough doing the Elvis thing. And uh, the uh, the Beatles. Uh, that's why I like Post Malone. Like his last album. The amount of like... Uh, collabs with other rappers. Just doing traditional. I'm a badass. I have sex with women raps are a lot less 
Yeah. You know, and like there's a lot more like heady, like me- songs with a message, a lot more of him playing guitar and you know what I mean? And mm. it's like, I know it's still <clears throat> branching into traditional pop, but it's taking an element of it. <clears throat> I think I'm excited for his next album because he like moved to the country, started microdosing <laughs> mushrooms and like coming up with his albums. Like I heard the whole thing on Rogan. He's like, you know, like you got big. And then you realize all the people in your life are, are shit as you start to grow and explore and want to pursue more things. And so you cut them all out, move to another, like out in the middle of nowhere, start doing mushrooms and start working on your next album. If you <laughs> asked me what the most Post Malone thing Post Malone could do is, I would probably say move out to the country and do a shitload right. of mushrooms. I, <laughs> I still like I started liking him. No, no. I have to reverse that. Years. I saw him in memes and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, I was like, I saw the way he looks and you've seen the way yeah. he looks. Yeah, like, like the great value brand Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, bro, this dude's no, no way. I'm not. And and I for years didn't no, I'm not going to. And then going back to Mikey kind of changing my views on things and my understanding. I don't remember Somehow, what it was. I, I'm not surprised that it's Mikey's fault that you like Post Malone. No, now. because I brought him to Post Malone, but like my exploration, I don't remember exactly what caused me to do it, but I sat down. Oh, I was, I heard something and I was like, was, was the Spider-Man song or whatever? And I was like, all right. Okay. That's, I like that. I'm just going to listen. He only has two albums at the time. He only had two albums. So I just listened at work. And the first one I was like, oh, there's like one or two songs. Like, I can see the appeal. And then which was uh oh stony i think was his first one i don't remember i don't know i know the song that i like that got me to come around was actually a relatively mainstream one i think it was circles circles that's from the Uh, new album that's a really good song in billings montana there's three radio stations Mm -hmm. country billy joel (laughs) and everything else and, you know, so you just leave it tuned to the everything else station and they played a circle. Lot of stuff. Yeah, they played circles like one, every hour on the hour. That and just eventually it, it kind of, you know, gets stuck in your head. And then I, it's like, OK, this song isn't bad. That album, I probably have more uh, songs that I like. So oh, like hold that. on. By the way, speaking of getting songs stuck in your head, Jr. when I say that, I mean, actually, like I hear the song in my head. I uh, okay. So, I I learned about this new thing, aphantasia. It's a mental condition where you can't comprehend the Disney classic with Mickey Mouse and no, it's um. I was gonna say it sounds like a movie in the (laughs) thirties. No, it's the uh, it's the inability to like create mental um, images and sounds. Okay. So like uh, like. Like and the audience at home can do this too. Picture an ice cream cone. Can you actually like see the ice cream cone in your head? Yes. So yeah, you don't have a fantasia. What does that mean? I don't understand what that means. So I there's people so, that like imagine it, but you can't picture it. So like everything is just Words? in terms of yeah descriptions, like it. If somebody with aphantasia this, tries to picture an ice cream cone, all they see is, okay, one scoop of ice cream, waffle cone, that's it. Like, they just, they don't see the things. They just know huh. what this makes up an ice cream like cone. this like the people that can enter monologue and the people that don't? Yes. Actually, we, we had a long conversation about this. Sorry to out you, JR. I just, I thought it was interesting. 
and you're like one of five people who listen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, we had a long conversation about like inner monologues. Um, do you inner monologue? Getting songs stuck in your head. I inter monologue yeah, a lot. Yeah, I do too. I think. Dude, when I read, I and sometimes even when I inner monologue, like I will be able to distinguish like different voices in my head. I can kind of do that. Like, I, especially I, when, I, when I read, I will assign different voices to the different characters and I will re- like hear the voices in my head. When I heard about that, that there's people that like when they think it's just like sporadic words coming together very in the moment that always I couldn't believe that. I thought everyone thought like me because I mm. the way I think is everything kind of happens a split second. It, or it's all processed and the. The sentence clearly in the way that I'm stumbling through this, right? <laughs> I guess in the rate I'm doing this, I'm talking more on the fly. But um, I sit and think things through. I, oh, everything yeah. gets a thought lot. through in a in a. There's a narrative that happens in my head before it. Oh yeah, comes I have out. straight up conversations with myself, like oh, just yeah. kind of. Well, it, I don't know so much that as it is just inner monologuing, but. Yeah. There's some combination of them, especially as I do more voice acting and I develop more characters. Inner monologues start to turn into inner dialogues, but... <laughs> do you think the Musha... Mujahideen? Yes, that's what I was going to try and drive uh, like, you. Do you like, think inner monologues? Wait, now I'm confused because the Mujahideen, that's the like terrorist group from the 80s, right? It is? No. Yeah. Like Oops. with Osama and, you know, the CIA gave him. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> not to get too political, but. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of the wrong one then. I'm pretty sure that's common knowledge now. Muad'Dib. Have you been reading Dune? Yes. That's oh my God, how far are you? Muad'Dib, that's what it was. I am on, oh God, I don't know what chapter I'm on. I, I was started listening like crazy and then my headphones started acting up the last two days of work and I had a lot of trouble. I am on chapter 16. Oh, wow. So you, you're pretty far in. Yeah. Not like you're probably still what in book one. It's broken into three acts. Oh, I don't know. If if you don't know, then you're still in book one. The last thing that happened (laughs) uh, was when they went out. Well, no, I'm after this. I'm at like a party at their house now afterwards where he throws out the water basins, the Duke. Okay. So I just, the big thing in my head that just happened was they saw the first sandworm. Like oh, take out the uh that was that was big crawler or whatever it's it's cool man i didn't you know it's funny i didn't realize at the time but like there is a ton of pop culture that i've seen over the years that involves sandworms yeah it is all 100 based on doing like confirmed. the first one even beetlejuice uh, and stuff i don't know about beetlejuice but like um well like in spongebob there's there's a very popular episode the of SpongeBob Alaskan with the Alaskan bullworm. That is a direct reference to Dune. I had to look this up to confirm it because we huh. were all joking about it. Like that was what we pictured when we first saw the worm. But no, like it's. I, can't I looked it up. They I intentionally the made a reference group. to Dune, and <laughs> <laughs> it, even to the point, Sandy is like tracking it and goes, "Look, worm sign," <laughs> which is what they call it when they see a worm coming. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's cool. Futurama, Futurama. There's a scene where they're all riding on the back of a war- giant sandworm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you weren't wrong about the references for Star Wars, though. Oh, there's a know. lot. You didn't mention the freaking lightsaber thing, though. 
Did I miss a lightsaber thing? Not really a lightsaber thing, but the uh, the dagger made of the worm. Oh, the tooth. special knife. The special yeah. knife. It's. I I it, guess that is. It says, relatively close. Well, it says it's self glowing. It glows. How did I miss that? I oh my know, god! There's said, lightsabers. Like, they, they, it's a knife that glows, but. I swear to God, if Dune 2 opens on an ice planet, (laughs) I am never watching Star Wars again. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fascinating, man. It's that there was something else in it that I was like, this is straight up a rip from Star Wars. I cannot remember. There, there, there are a lot of moments where you just Star Wars see something. Um, You know, like like the bad guy, the Baron. There are moments oh. where you you get like a Darth Vader vibe in, from him. I need to check who did it in the book. I'm listening to it, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. but whoever does the Baron sounds like Darth Vader. Like I, <laughs> I've been meaning to check and see if it's freaking wonderful, uh, James Earl Jones, because it sounds exactly like him. Um, oh, that is no. The thing that that reminded me uh, that was a direct rip was uh, the little assassin worm thing. It's like the little thing, like it's a it. Remember oh that? yeah, it's like the the attempt on Padme's life in yeah. episode two. That's right. It was like, I mean, I know it's different, like it's organic, and that was more robotic or whatever. But like, that was clearly like, I mean, they're at least running parallel. Oh, there there are definitely a lot of parallels, or like, there's there's a region on Tatooine called the Dune Sea. Oh really? Well, which I mean, like it's yeah, a desert planet. It makes sense, sure. But knowing how much inspiration George Lucas took, you can almost guarantee that that's a little subtle nod. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, dude, Star Wars has a worm. I mean, you don't see it till Return of the Jedi. Uh, oh yeah, the Sarlacc. And you see this? You see it in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Do you do you watch Wait, season was there two? A, was there a Sarlacc and? The Mandalorian? Did you watch season two? About half of it. There was I th- was it a Sarlacc? They they I remember they went to the abandoned Sarlacc pit. Which and is where the guy found Boba Fett's armor. Uh no, they go to they that was the same the same storyline with that guy that uh, found Boba Fett's armor. I literally my Disney Did Plus membership the- lapsed in the middle <laughs> of the Mandalorian. And I just I never renewed All right, it. Well that ends with them fighting a freaking <laughs> one <laughs> and this is where you see it actually come out as a worm in the mandalorian yeah oh damn worms what a bizarre well or like um have have you seen have you seen uh jessica the mom yeah use her special ability yet uh her special ability I think they call it the voice where she can persuade people yeah, her the the These other, are not the droids yeah, you were yeah. looking for. No, the the force <laughs> is clearly inspired by this. Oh, for sure. Uh the only difference is the Jedi in this the what are they called the the Bene Bene Gesserit. I, I don't know. I don't hear it, so I yeah. don't know how other people I pronounce it. I think that's it, it Bene Gesserits or whatever. Uh but that's like all female and this whole this Oh, is, it's for sure the Jedi. It's 100%. for sure, yeah. It's Except the Jedi, the Jedi order. aren't all female. They're of all different sizes or peoples and whatever. No, like. no, but the Jedi Order is definitely... It's definitely that. <laughs> Except that they're not as tied into politics. This is more of like the... Well, I don't know. The Jedi were pretty it's like more involved like the, in the Federation. Yeah, but with it being... The Bene Gesserit's being like all female and stuff, and the fact that they like marry them off or like 
produce errors with and put them like they're all placed for right. political they reasons them on and all stuff. different yeah. planets which happens it's with the more Jedi. of like a yeah but not in the same way no not in the same way they're but not like it's, married it's i guess it's, enough i guess to make it more family friendly you're not gonna do well, that yeah, well the benny jesuit they're all whores yeah they're basically a courtesans yeah like group yeah she was a whore <laughs> yeah um I do like the idea that Paul's like his whole thing that he might be the one. What's it called? The Ma- the Muad'Dib. Muad'im? I don't know how to. Again, Muad'im? I don't know how to pronounce it because it's not the language I speak, and also I don't hear Muad'im. it. Uh, that makes more sense than yeah. what I was reading it. Muad'Dib. <laughs> Muad'Dib. <laughs> Muad'Dib. Yeah. Well, the thing is that with audiobooks that you know yeah. is like it. I have it now in my head is pronounced this way, but that doesn't mean anything. The next book, it could I, be a different narrator who pronounces them differently. Also, the more of the book I read, the more excited I am about the movie that comes out this fall. Yeah, me like, too. Because I, I get, I'm so excited because I know who's in it, and I'm so who's in it. Anticipate. So Timothy Chalamet is Paul. Who's who's that? I I've heard the name. I still don't fully know who he is, but okay. he looks familiar. Okay. I don't know. He looks like a 15 year old kid, so it probably works. Okay. Um. That's why they picked Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't look like a 30-year-old chasing a school bus in the opening scene. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Josh Brolin is Gurney. He's in everything. He's Gurney. That now, makes sense. I feel like the Avengers is kind of what fixed his career. I like Gurney. Gurney's fun. fun character. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's fun because now I get to like picture him just as Josh Brolin. Yeah. Like as I read, and it kind of it gives depth to the character because like now I have an image in my head. <laughs> Sorry again, Jr. <laughs> so Jr. can't. Yeah, he can't do it. He's, huh? he's the one who explained to me what it was. His brain is just all chaos, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, anything like, can happen. Jr.'s is just a wild card. Well, I mean, like like the guy's, a, he's a data scientist. A lot of what he does is work with you know, computer code and shit. So it, it all makes sense. Gotta be quick. That like if he thinks and if he thinks in terms of data instead of in terms of images and sounds. Interesting. That tech is the industry to go into. I never considered that. I wonder if like artistic types tend to think. I, th- I think the vividness of your imagination for sure has to do with like but then what there's kind like of abstractive art too, on. though. Like, I guess that could be a deep dive into that kind of. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. It's a weird concept. What about composers? Jr., come on and talk about this. <laughs> Is he the expert? Yeah. It, uh, okay. It's, he's got all the data. Yeah. Ah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but it is. It's it's interesting to see. Like people with aphantasia are more likely to be like engineers and huh. programmers and that kind of stuff and mathematicians because all of that functions better with the way that they think that's interesting and then there's there's the opposite too where people like like you can your imagination is so vivid that you can like you can picture something to the level like if you're seeing it right in front of you yeah i can't do that no i've heard of people like oh i just watch a movie in my brain like you need drugs of some kind dude well that's like with people (laughs) getting songs stuck in their head i've heard of people who can actually like mentally recreate every instrument on a song but for me it's like i can just Uh, kind of you know like i can kind of get the melody and i get the lyrics stuck in my head 
Yeah, I can kind of do like a middle ground of that. If yeah. I know the song well enough, I can hear the instrumentation. But like that, that makes a question because like there's depending on the song, because obviously one of the ways to fix a song in your head is to listen to it, right? Right. Uh, there's been songs in the past where I get it stuck in my head and I go, okay, it's, I can't get it out. I can't listen to it. If I just start at the beginning and play it through in my head, like to the end, will that help? And I've had a, I've had success doing that, but only on songs, obviously, that I know well enough. Well, I, I'll have that too. Like I'll I'll have a song stuck in my head, and then I'll hit a point where I don't remember the next part of the song because I and usually it will get drive a loop. me nuts. Yeah, I get like a, a hook or something from the song that's stuck in my head. Where are you? You know, just uh, constantly on. It's funny that <laughs> you bring that up because that's one of the more recent examples <laughs> of a song that got stuck in my head, and the only thing I'm I can remember so is sorry. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like shit. I know there's more to the song, but I can't remember it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it happens a lot with Blink-182 songs in particular, for whatever reason. They're very catchy. It's the they same thing that, with like, like, all, all the small things with the watching, waiting, commiserating. Hey, hey, copyright, copyright, copyright. I, I kept it under <laughs> 10 seconds. I think we're good. Just being safe, buddy. Just being <laughs> safe. Oh. It says the guy who played a full movie trailer on mic. <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> nobody's gonna go back and listen right they're gonna know they're gonna know nobody they're gonna knows. know nobody knows gonna for those know. of you who don't use tiktok i'm sorry for that that was a <laughs> sort of a deep cut a, like like a mid-level cut that's pretty that's a good that's a trend that's kind of died out trend but it's still around one of those trends is still funny if someone gets it right yeah don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Copyright. Copyright. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Well, I'm tired. I am too. Like, I are we actually going to have a normal length episode? Yeah, I don't think we're about an hour, <laughs> a little over an hour. Uh, let's jump to it. I don't really have much more to talk about. So why don't you give us an interesting archive, see if that sparks right. some conversation. So I actually have one picked out. I, I thought this one was rather fitting since okay. uh, we have our family trip coming up. And okay. We're going to be a lot of people all together. Fish? It is about family. Aw. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, you could make it about fish, I guess, but I'll I, try. it's I'll not try. explicitly about fish. Can. Let me see if I can. If you can read between the lines, I can dog whistle it about fish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm listening. Thomas Edison taught mm -hmm. his second wife Morse code so that they could communicate with each other when among family members by tapping on each other's arms. Boy, he would have loved texting. <laughs> it's such a dead way to communicate in front of other people. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you think is was, was like, we need to go now. Well, then we need to go. <laughs> Your ex-boyfriend's here. Time to move. Yeah, no, that's uh, he would love texting. <laughs> That'd be like like learning Braille and just, you know, making a bunch of dots on a piece of paper and passing it to your to, wife. To be fair, have you looked at Morse code? <laughs> yes. There's there's an element of it that does, to strikes me as not too hard. No. If you list like there's the way the taps work, like I feel like I can see There's a pattern to it. Yeah, I could see there's how if sure you understand the it. pattern, you could figure it out in a very technical way. But if you don't know, like to communicate at parties is interesting. 
Uh, well, it's just now. like think of it. It's got. A, it's such an indicator of the times. Yeah. That like. Morse code was this special thing. It was this cool. It was still a relatively new language and something that only a specialized few people knew. Yeah. Nowadays, everyone yeah, knows you, it. You know, if you just notice somebody tapping on their wife's arm in a weird pattern, you can look it up. Be like, that's, yeah. Well, at that time, it was probably Wait, like, what wow, did you call me? Tommy's got a weird kink. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps tapping her on the elbow. He's an elbow guy. All right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Because uh, Marconi, had, it was around that time, with the radio and all that stuff. Well, no, actually, they had that before the radio, but still, wasn't that the heard it through the grapevine? Doesn't that come from uh, Morse code? I believe so. Because it, it like through the wires. Yeah, through the wires. The wires kind of looked like they called it the grapevine because there were so many wires for communication set up that they didn't even all have, like. I just figured I just figured it was like the first telegraph between Los Angeles and Bakersfield. I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. When you're growing <laughs> up in California, hearing that yeah, song. For those of you who don't live in California, the grapevine is a mountain range that separates L.A. from Bakersfield. Yeah. Uh, and if you're driving between northern and southern California, you have to go through the grapevine unless you're taking like the 99. But most people are going to go through. The, everyone in California is aware of the grapevine. Oh, yeah. And growing up hearing that song, heard it through the grapevine. I remember being so lost as a kid being like, <laughs> you heard it like, oh, ma- like you heard it in Bakersfield. I assumed it was a metaphor for We've like got a Morse code in Bakersfield. Someone from L.A. told me. <laughs> They're from the grapevine. Yeah, uh. no. <laughs> that was weird. I can't I can't make it about fish. I've got nothing. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we don't know what his second wife was. His second wife could have been a fish. That'd be way more impressive if he taught a fish Morse code. Was that more impressive or is marrying a fish more impressive? Like convincing the... Well, the, oh, well I guess that depends. Like, is there a way to consensually marry a fish? That's what I'm saying. It would have been impressive like, if, if you could get have managed well, it. Well, but here's the thing. If he taught a fish Morse code, the fish could tell him whether or not the fish consented to the marriage. Oh, interesting. So, you know, it's just like teaching a gorilla sign language. Do you think they taught any gorillas Morse code? I'm sure. That would have been great if at the time they do kind of like now they have webcams just watching like the animals. <laughs> at the time there was like a telegraph. Like, there was, just, yeah, a gorilla there was, there was just like, the guy in the striped shirt with the, yeah, you know, the no, little no. bolo tie. and No, no, man. They just got one set up in the monkey enclosure, in the gorilla oh, enclosure. Oh, like the gorilla himself like, is people, doing People, the- yeah. Tune in this Saturday. I figure Bill you just... at the zoo is going to be telegraphing I all figure of you, just, you have a guy with a telegraph machine just documenting everything <laughs> the gorilla does. Ding, 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 ding. Bill B yeah. is turning. Stop. Bilby is touching his anus. Stop. <laughs> Bilby is now throwing defecation. Stop. Oh, no. A toddler has fallen into Bilby's cage. Aww. Stop. <laughs> Dicks out for Bilby. Stop. Dicks out for Bilby. Stop. <laughs> I think we all agree this is a day that will go down in history. I can Some only... may say it will live on in infamy. But poor child. <laughs> Bilby has been put down. Luckily, she is survived by her son, Harambe. <laughs> Is Harambe boy? I, yes. I think so, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think that's why we were taking our dicks out for him. Yeah, dicks out for her. 
uh, love the idea of some of the, that, that kind of meme starting in the thirties. That's like <laughs> that's like in the in the Marvel show. They like they do like the alternative well, dude, comics. Like memes 1604. did in, Memes did exist in the thirties. They were called comic books. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like this culture. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like. Something like that. It's like the, the like Marvel- bazooka bubblegum wrappers. Those were memes back yeah. in the day. Ta- that was memes back in the day. It's like when Marvel does the thing is like, what if all these heroes existed in the 17th century and they do a comic graphic novel series about yeah. it? It's like that. What if Harambe happened in the 30s? <laughs> this is JR here reporting. Would we have had a much bigger? Would World War II have been worse or would it have been avoided entirely? Well, that depends. Who would have killed Harambe? Winston Churchill. I don't know. That doesn't make it an easier to answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I had it some for some reason in my head. I was thinking like, oh, instead of Franz Ferdinand, it was Harambe riding around getting <laughs> <laughs> Harambe, the famous gorilla from the Telegraph. <laughs> Is uh, visiting what was the Archduke? I don't remember where he was now. I used, I know so much about somewhere in I don't know Europe was attacked in his open. <laughs> JFK him. What does that mean? Dude, I don't know. Politicians need to stop writing in convertibles. Seriously, <laughs> man. Everyone get a Pope mobile if you're in politics. <laughs> Seriously, I shouldn't say that. I should say if you're in U.S. politics, like buy more convertibles. Ooh, that's new, new, terrible. New, new conspiracy. New conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Abraham Lincoln was, in fact, assassinated in the back of a carriage with the top down. You think so? Mm-hmm. It was just because by a show. apparently that's how politicians get killed, is riding around in convertibles. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Ugh, I'm tired. All right, dude. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anything else? Kind of nice, actually, having a semi-normal yeah. episode for once. I think I'm I about know. ready to cut it off. Sorry, y'all just had me and Blake again. I'm sure the ones where we have people on is a lot more fun. Last week with Carlos was super fun. That was a lot of fun. I wonder if it's boring if you're not a drummer. Well, you're not a drummer. Was no, it boring to you? I had fun. <laughs> okay. Although, I, granted, we drank a lot of whiskey. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, at times, I was talking when, to Mikey about when it. When like, you drink enough whiskey, you have a lot of fun no yeah, matter yeah. what. So, fun, like... Tip for everybody at home. When you tune into Family Records, grab yourself a bottle of bourbon. Yeah, drink with it's gonna us. It's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, we're, if you start <laughs> drinking like we do put a few it in hours the de- before you listen, we'll be a lot more entertaining. We do put it in the description. You could go. You could drink the same whiskey as us every week. Yeah, that's true. You can check it out before we drink it. Yeah. Although, I don't know. like If, if it's a bad whiskey and we end up telling people we do not recommend you buy the <laughs> bottle, yeah, and somebody yeah. goes out and buys the bottle to listen to our episode, yeah. we might... Who cares? We're we might ex- be the asshole there. We're not whiskey experts. <laughs> There's probably someone out there that's like, these guys are terrible. The few is the best bourbon ever. And whatever. Let them be. I'm pretty sure it's like a $20 bourbon. It oh, is not. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe 25 A few bucks, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Clever. Oh, back to Carlos. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, should we plug some stuff? Yeah, I suppose we should. I'll go first this time since I always make you go first. You can check me out on Twitter at Matt Rudolphy. I am also on TikTok at Matt Tango. I've been posting a little bit again. Posted- did you have to did you have to pause there? Make sure you gave the right one. I didn't have to, but I did to be safe. Because <laughs> I've been screwing up a lot. Um Yeah, I think I heard an episode of Bronies where you also plugged your Twitter at Matt Tango. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. 
Uh, you can also check out They Might Be Bronies, which Blake just mentioned. Uh, a show that I do with Michael Lannon, other owner at, Ford at, at Fat Tango. Here, where they do where something w- involving a jar. <laughs> we watch every episode of My Little Pony to find out if we might be bronies. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, we also do Ford to Tango, which we is... We do, which... I thought was going to come out. I, I I really don't know. Yeah, who knows if it's coming out. It might come out. Just keep listening to Family Records, and they might be bronies, and eventually we will get it right when the when Florida Tango drops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like what you're hearing here at Family Records, please leave us a review. And uh, if you feel compelled to share a family story, please go ahead and submit it on our website or at Fat Tango. Well, tweet it at us. Tweet it. There you go. At yeah, tweet Family it at Records Poe. That's a good idea. You can find us at on Twitter yeah. at Fan, Flame, uh, I'm tired. Family Flip Records. Family po. Records. You can also find us on Instagram at Family Records Podcast. Um, I think that's all my stuff. You got anything to plug? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic or at the on the stage in the Bay Area. Uh I do frequent some open mics in the Bay Area. Um. I don't know that I really want to be advertising it because they're <laughs> open mics, but still working on uh, material. Yeah, I don't have any shows coming up anytime soon. <laughs> right on. Um, but you can also follow me on TikTok at BSBS Comedy. I haven't used it in like three months now, but I will be trying to eventually. Um, and of course, listen to Fat Tango Presents. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Our scripted comedy show that we do with the other creators, Michael Lannon and Ellis Rodriguez, and quite a few actors now. We've got quite yeah. the... We're building quite the with network the on that show. We're even starting to make some connections with some musicians and stuff, too, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Um, we got it's, a big ad campaign coming up. We'll see if we yeah. actually have any growth off of it. Basically, what we're trying to say is production value is going up, so if you listen to episode one and didn't like it, keep <laughs> listening. Yeah, well, and also, like, if you're kind of curious and you, you think it's interesting what we're doing, try out more than one episode, because family... Uh, it's family, all different. Family that's, presents. That's the beauty Ooh. of it. Fat Tinker presents every episode's different. Every episode's yeah, different. Family Records presents... Things. Yeah, there's too many things we got. Uh, but too yeah, every, every episode's different. Like, Pillow Talk may not perf- be for you. Tis a date might be a little too... Like heady, I don't know. Uh, uh, ghost haunters might be a little too, too gross. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, every but episode maybe something Pizza else. Party podcast is like the perfect. That's like our biggest mix. show. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's got so that many listens. Like the most listens. It blew up, dude. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that one. That's fun though. Well, it, it's a fun one, and it is. I I know why. We we, we had all four Infinity owners on it. It's still the only po- the only episode. Yeah. And every uh, <laughs> actor we'd worked with up to that point was yeah. on it. Uh, we now have more, which is very yeah, exciting. So, which means we just have to come up with another big ensemble show mm-hmm. to put out. There you go. We'll, do, we'll put together some showstopper. Although that'll... we've got quite a few more actors now. Uh, yeah. But, Somehow I'm yeah. still one of the main every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you, you live five feet from the studio. Yeah, that's so. true. You're the Makes easiest person easier. to get in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I guess that's it. So if you're interested in any of that, come check us out. Also, um, like I said, if you don't mind, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, anything else? Uh, no. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. We uh, are working on a merch store. Oh, right on. Uh, we will be launching it here hopefully by the end of June. 
Right on, y'all. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of Family Records. You may hear, you may get some bonus episodes soon uh, if the family trip is like very, well, feeling very talkative. Honestly, it depends on how much sozzling we do beforehand. Does. The sozzle is real. Uh, uh, anyways, so either we'll see you next week or we'll see you in a couple days. Uh, until then, regardless, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Later. Family Records. This has been a Fat Tango production.